Like I say, don't worry, I get phlegmy in the mornings. Welcome to Geeks Without God with Tim Wick, Nick Glover, and Molly Glover. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We don't recognize moral authority. We don't accept divine superiority. We're geeks, geeks without God. This week on Geeks Without God, we are at Omega Con Fall in Siren, Wisconsin. As always, we've played a bunch of board games. We're going to talk about the ones we liked and the ones that we didn't like so much. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, geeks without God. Welcome to Geeks Without God. I'm your host, Tim Wick. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Nick Glover. Natural 20. And Molly Glover. I make games. <laughs> and, and that's right, Molly Makes Games, and we are doing uh, what is an annual tradition for yeah. us. Uh, we are recording at, well, mostly annual, but anyway, yeah. never mind. Uh, we are recording at OmegaCon Fall. It is a convention that the three of us attend in Siren, Wisconsin, where we basically sit around and wear pajamas and play board games all weekend. They're damn right. That's pretty accurate. It's, uh, it's wonderful, and uh, it's always fun every year. We always try to play some new games while also playing old favorites, so we like to do a roundup. It's yeah. the it's the, uh, the Slack Relaxicon. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. uh, that's the official term. For those of you not familiar with convention terms, yep. Relaxicon refers to cons where people just hang around and do virtually nothing. Nope, there's no programming, yeah. there's no panels, there's no guests. It's just uh, yeah. us hanging out, and uh, it's it's what, about a couple hundred people? It's, this this year it's like, less. It's like 150-ish people yeah. Is, yeah. is the average. The, the I, We fill the hotel, which is... 70 rooms I think mm -hmm. um, so the hotel we audit we always fill up and then actually we overflow into one of the other small hotels that's nearby yep uh, and then then basically fill up one room and people are just playing board games that's not how the con started the con started to just be like let's all hang out and 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 be super chill for a weekend and mm -hmm. it has over time turned into a really heavily uh board game yeah, it's centric a, con it's a much less chill uh atmosphere than it was 10 years ago in the sense that like there's a lot more uh there's a lot more people stressing about being here and getting here and i feel like the parking's harder and like because there's more yeah. people coming right yeah. so uh as any as with everything you know the more popular it gets the more administrative requirements there are right no, like, yeah. I, yeah. yeah i feel like uh it's it's kind of at that point maybe where convergence was a couple years before the pandemic where the the attendance goes up and that inconveniences enough people just enough where they choose not to come and so the attendance dips back down mm -hmm. and it kind of seems to like go up and down a little bit yeah. along yeah. that line of yeah. like where everyone's getting what they want out of the convention and it's been kind of regulating itself. Yeah. Well, and this is only our third con. We do two a year and this is only our third since the pandemic and the mm -hmm. numbers have been down a little bit post pandemic, which is not too much of a surprise, but we still fill the hotel. Yeah. So mm -hmm. um, anyway, we like to talk about board games that yeah. we played. Uh, obviously Molly's career is, is tied up in board games. Yes. Uh, but uh, we all enjoy playing board games, and uh, I, I usually come out of OmegaCon with at least one board game that I want to own. Yeah, I've, yeah. Got, I've got two sitting in my uh, Amazon cart right now yeah. uh, <laughs> that I have to just decide if I'm going to pull the trigger on. <laughs> and uh, I, I actually was looking forward this weekend to uh, playing at least one Kickstarter game because of my, my mm -hmm. pandemic hobby, I think I've mentioned more than once, was kickstarting board games. It was like mm -hmm. once a month I'd be like, oh, 
this looks like a game that I could play during the pandemic. And finally, a year and a half after the pandemic, they're all starting to arrive. So, oh, all right. All yeah, right. Because that's the way Kickstarter works. Um, sometimes you get yeah. things right away. Yeah. It turns out it's harder to make board games than people realize. <laughs> well, and when uh, when shipping is all fucked up because uh, of the pandemic, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they had a lot of, almost all of them were like, oh, everything's done in design, but it's going to be a year and a half before the product actually you gets You've got to source and the materials. Factories keep it. getting shut down and, yep. and, you know, the... China's taking their yeah. COVID lockdown situation a lot more seriously than us. Oh, so. yeah. It's harder to, harder to be less serious than us. And yeah. by that, I mean yeah. U.S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but, which is fine. You know what? That's the thing about Kickstarter is when you kickstart a game, you're almost certain you're going to get it. You just don't know when. Yep. And that indeed has happened. I've had, I, I told Pat as I was doing it, I'm like, I'm sure I will get all these games. I'm also positive that the one that I kickstarted first will not be the first one I received. Yeah, yeah. Um, did, you, did you play one of your kickstarted games? I did play what'd one you, of my kickstarted games. I played a game called Magna Roma, which hmm. is a build a Roman city game. Oh, I used to uh, play a video game like that. Uh, yeah, well, this is not probably not quite like that, yeah, but yeah. I don't know. Uh, right. So basically you are creating a five by five grid of uh, city squares, uh, you uh, each turn you you take a city a city square. You place it on your map. The way you place it allows you to earn resources. The resources you can earn are luxuries, money, people, and uh, and armies. Okay. And then so you know it's like a lot of a lot of games that you see as sort of the Euro game thing of. Or the Seven Wonders. Seven, I was just going to say, seven, it sounds a little Seven, seven Wonders mechanic of yeah. several different ways to earn points. You have to figure out how to balance your point earning yeah. to maximize uh, to maximize everything. Uh, it was a little complicated to learn the first time, which, you know, because I think, I mean, this is standard with a complex game like this, that when uh, everybody is new, yeah. it's slow going. It's a lot easier to learn a game when somebody has played it before mm -hmm. and has and yeah. has knowledge and can, can really impart how this mechanic, how the, all these mechanics yeah, work yeah. right off the Every, bat. Everyone's building the same 5x5 five five grid or you have your own 5x5? You by have five. your own 5x5. Five five okay. Like Seven Wonders, you're doing yeah. your own, you make your own uh -huh. path to victory. Maybe you decide you're going for armies Is or there, whatever. Are there direct competitive aspects or are you kind of doing your own thing and everyone else is doing their own thing? About the only direct competitive aspect is the drafting, drafting aspect. So okay. you do your turn and then you determine which piece you're going to draft next. So you can try to block other people by drafting mm. a piece that might might have been useful to them. Sure. Uh, yeah. Although when we were learning, it was really hard to pay attention to how you could really block somebody else. Yeah. Well, especially because you don't know what the cards are yeah. that you're dealing with at all when you're learning. Like Too a draft focused. mechanic is just sort of like, I guess I'm going with this. Like, yeah. yeah. Too focused on your own stuff and yeah. what all your own yeah. cards do. I think uh, the main place where it, it I, I actually found that I was strategizing is you can build monuments, and in order to build monuments, you need coins uh and each monument gives you certain victory point advantages mm -hmm. based on the kind of monument and so uh often i would find myself going oh this monument's going to be really helpful to me but also helpful to this other person so i think i need to use this turn to try and get enough money to buy the monument so they don't buy it first uh, yeah. Um, yeah. And there's also, you can use your legions to conquer provinces. And there's another situation where conquering the provinces gives you advantages and victory points at the end. So sometimes you're like, oh, I better, I better advance my army so I can actually conquer this province before somebody else. Um, 
paying attention to those things is important. Mm -hmm. But uh, it, certainly the first time through the game, it was it was probably only about halfway through the game that we were we were really starting to notice. Yeah, yeah. What very other seven were wonders. Doing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, it was a it's it's a good game. I want to play it again. What's uh, the art like? Uh, the art's really simple. Okay. Um, like the the individual city squares are just like they're buildings with different colored roofs. Sure. So okay. the color roof determines what kind of city uh, square it is. There's okay. residential and commercial and entertainment. Oh sure. Um, okay. And so Neat. you know the different colors. If you connect different color, the same color together, you get an advantage over connecting different colors okay. when you're collecting resources. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That's cool. I always, it's always interesting to see with these Kickstarter games, like how much art and graphic design, yeah. you know, they have. Because if they're lucky, they've got someone on staff, you know, or somebody lined up who's going to do that. Yeah. But a lot of times, I feel like they're probably commissioning that, and that's expensive. Like, yeah, the art, art expensive. the art seems all right, it, pretty good. It's not, it's, it's like, it's simple but evocative. It looks good. And, and it's uh, simple, like the, that Euro style of, yeah. of simple art. And, and it's the Kickstarter uh, version, so that means I got 3D printed versions of all the models Hi. of all the monuments. Oh, that's neat. Cool. So you know, that's cool. That's that's I my rule about Kickstarter is if it's just the game, I don't care. I want all the extras. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're gonna send me a bunch of extra shit that I don't need. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, Nick, why, why don't you talk about a game that you played this weekend? Yeah. Um, yeah, we played a game together, the three of us. We did. Uh, yeah, we, we uh, and then Molly and I played it another time. We played uh, Three Thousand Scoundrels. Not by, by unexpected games. Um, which is, uh, it's it's um making engines and and uh, taking resources as as victory points. Um, it's kind of this sci-fi old west themed. Uh, you know, we, the weird West kind little, of a little, yeah. little steampunky. Yeah. yeah, the traveler left yeah, behind all these gadgets and the the premise is someone from the future traveled to the old West and brought technology with them and and you know made shit weird. Um, but the 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 core concept of the game is there are these saves saves Safes. that are <laughs> uh, that are out. Um, and you are scouting them and taking them. And, and you can only have three at most. Sometimes you can only have one or two. Uh, and so those are like your main way to get a lot of victory points is the the, the kind of random value of what's in the safe that you grab and sc or scout and grab. But the, the engine part of the game is where the 3,000 Scoundrels name comes in. And it's, uh, there are all these cards that have an adjective um, like a trait, uh, a trait, yeah, seductive or ambitious or greedy or annoying. nosy, yeah, annoying is a very funny one, and that that has a picture of a person posing in their in their knickers, uh, mm. uh, in their like old timey underwear, and then there is a clear plastic card with art that goes over that that has. Um, a, a, job. A, job, a job, basically, yeah. yeah. So, like, tax collector, marshal, judge, cow, <laughs> horse. Yeah, there's, there's um, animals, yeah. yeah. And those cover the other art, usually just giving them a costume. But there are 3,000 combinations of the of mm -hmm. the transparent card and then the, the opaque card that you're putting them on. And then it has different colored sleeves, that it, card sleeves that it came with. So you're sleeving these together so they're not sliding all over this play, all over the place. But basically what it determines is the two things together determine the card's value for purchasing. And then there's 
a trigger effect on one card, mm-hmm. and then a, a what what gets triggered an ability Timing on the other. Timing and ability. Yeah, yeah, and sometimes they'll have ability like two abilities, or the things will chain. Sometimes you end up with cards that are totally fucking worthless, and other times yeah. you end up with combinations that are incredibly powerful. Yeah, it's really it's really cool. I had a really good time. Uh, one of the things I liked about it is that there's everything the board the board state's always changing. Yeah. Because uh, so on your turn you do your little action and then you either hire a scoundrel or you do something in the sheriff's office. And if you choose to do something in the sheriff's office, the rightmost scoundrel is discarded. They move down and you make a new one. So there's a new scoundrel every turn, which I like because I hate games where there's like a market, but you have to waste an action to like clear the market yeah. and refresh it or whatever. Uh, because yeah, the market's like, constantly refreshing. Yes. If there's a scoundrel that's pretty shitty, yeah. it's going to be gone pretty quickly. It'll be gone, yeah. yeah. And so that's, it's just kind of a nice thing. Uh, and, and some of them are free and some of them are very expensive. And so it's, you're really balancing that out. Uh, it's a Corey Kaneska game, which means they do. St- he does stage decks for a lot of his games. So like, it's a way that the game's design kind of uh, walks you through the way you're supposed to play, which we did not do when we played uh, Tim, me, Tim, and Nick because yeah. I accidentally shuffled that deck. Oh no! I uh, didn't realize that it was supposed to be staged. And so the second time when Nick and I played, we realized you're supposed to get more of the money guys first, and oh. then you get more of the purple like ability guys, and then you start to get the black like. A big VP kind of tech weirdo oh, guys, oh. so that you are able to build engines and you're not getting a bunch of cards. We were like, I don't even know how to. Yeah. I can't do that. You know, like, it, it was because oh, we did almost bla- all black cards. Yes, yeah. so it would be a lot more. It, it's a lot more. It was a lot more fun the way we did it. For sure. <laughs> the uh, right way turns yeah. out to be the better way it, to play the game. It really makes a big difference for the enjoyability, but. Um, I, I do like that, yes, we did get Seductive Cow as an option. I think we got, like, Annoying Horse. A Helpful Horse. A Helpful Horse. A Helpful Horse. And I think we got Spiteful Horse once, spiteful too. Spiteful Horse, yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is fantastic. Selfish Horse. Selfish Horse. That's what that it was. was. It was a Selfish That's Horse. That's a Selfish Horse. You won't, even let, anybody, you won't even let anybody ride him or um, even, like, pull his own plow. He's very selfish. We There were a couple things that... There are a couple options that we haven't even played with where we could expand the game further... Um, with the the player abilities yep. that we haven't done, and and it seems like there's a lot of longevity and a lot of varied gameplay you'll yeah. get out of that. You'll ne- you're you're guaranteed to never get the same game twice. It'll yeah. that'll never happen well, yeah. because there are three thousand scoundrels. I, and you you don't even play a hundred scoundrels no, in the game. No, right. No. So that's yeah. like thirty games yeah. before you've yeah. gotten all the scoundrels. Yeah, it, it, easy. Yeah. It's. Yeah, it was yeah, super cool. It, and the art is really cute, it is. really kind of cheeky. The like the annoying character is a woman with her mouth wide open and a she's holding up like a bell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like she's a town crier. And speaking speaking as somebody who's worked out at a Renaissance festival, yeah. the town criers are always the most annoying. That's, that's, that's my experience with the yeah. town crier yeah, I knew. I also yes. agree with that. Yeah. Uh, I only played one game that Nick didn't play. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, so what's that? But it's a game I, you played. I think. A, I think it's a, I don't know. It's a game called Decor. Forum? I did not play it, but okay. I want it. I'm gonna, when we are done doing this, I'm going to try and play yeah, it. Yeah, so Decorum yeah. is this, it's a cooperative game with hidden information. Uh, so uh, you are, the four of you are roommates, and you have to decorate your house. Uh, you each have three rules that you personally need the house to have in order for it to be perfect. Give us but, an example. 
um, like two uh, two items in the house must be red. Okay. Uh, all all of the yellow items, like one of each yellow item, must be present. Uh, uh, but only room, two items must uh, be red. Oh right? uh, yes. So, or like yeah. a room can only have two colors, including the wall. And so there's wall color, lamp, uh, pa like painting, curio, and. There's one other thing that I don't remember what it is. I could swear that's it. I might just be it. There yeah. might be those four. Um, and then there's uh, styles. There's four styles. It's like retro, classic, modern, antique. And so sometimes it'll be like there has to be at least two styles in every room. And the that's set up like scenarios. So like the first, the intro scenario that you play, it's called Three's a Crowd. You play your, but all the cards that we had, the 12 cards that we had, they all work together. There is one way that all those cards oh. will work together and the room will be right. Uh, there might be more than one, but near as I can tell, there was only one based on how many rules so there were. It's, it's like a lot one of those logic puzzles. Yes, but this, yeah. but all the inf but but uh, but out of the twelve rules, nine of them are hidden to you. Uh -huh. You only know yours, and you're not allowed to table talk. All you can say is, "I love it." I like it okay, it doesn't matter to me, or I hate this. And so like, you can be like, so like maybe I put a blue lamp in a room and uh, I was playing with Lori and Jesse and Scotty, and, or yeah, and Lori might be like, I hate that, I hate it. That's the worst thing you could have done. And Scotty will be like, it's pretty good. I like it, I don't mind that, you know? And so you're trying to figure it out. And then at one point someone might be like, this house is perfect. This house is perfect right now. And someone else will be like, I just, this house is not perfect for me. This isn't perfect for me. So then once you do five rounds, you get to the, the first talking point where you can pass one of your cards to one other player. Oh. It can be, we could all pass our cards to you. It doesn't matter. Everyone gets to choose who they're giving it to. And because depending on like what your turn order or like who seems mm -hmm. to be fucking up your shit the most, you can be like, I think it's important for you to know this about me. And you give them the card and it's like, oh, now I know Molly needs every single one to be a different color right you know okay so now we can sort of work together and so now I might change something and be like look I'm not doing this for me I'm doing it for Lori I just know that she really like loves things like this you know or whatever and, and but you can't really it's super fun uh, and when we were putting it away because it wasn't any of our game we noticed that there are sealed envelopes that say do not open until like step 12 of the two-player campaign oh. step 10 of the two-player campaign so there's there's must be some two-player campaign like a, mode. Were they where a, you move a living? Through. It looked like it might be. I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's a, a legacy game legacy, or not. But yeah. yeah, it looked very cool. So I'd, that's definitely on my buy list. Yeah, it looked very cool. I think uh, the, the and I, what I would hope would happen and probably will if it's a popular game because there are only so many scenarios, right? After, yeah. It, because you can only fit so many into the box. Yeah. Is you can get just additional scenarios. Oh sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because the thing that I thought was very clever but a little bit risky is. You've got to create scenarios because it is entirely possible if you randomly distribute oh, yeah. cards oh, yeah. that you create goals that are completely yeah. impossible you could, to agree. That's why I asked. I was like, I just want to make sure. Like, there is one answer. And it's like there, there is an answer. There is, there is a way that we can do this and everyone can be settled. But like, for example, uh, one of the cards was saying that there needed to be empty slots. And the rest of us had cards that all said about putting stuff, and none of us even considered the idea that, oh. that we might need to leave some of the spaces empty. And so, like, as we once once that information was shared with one other person, they started to be like, okay, we, you know, and so right. it kind of started to make more sense because it's like you get to a point where you're like, like this person's like this house is perfect for me, and this person's like it it looks perfect for me too, and one other person is like it's not perfect. 
pay attention to what I'm doing, you know, like yeah. trying to like, like I'm going to, you know, just like I'm moving as you're really trying to watch. It's like, yeah, okay, she's changing color and style. Like yeah. I was watching a game where somebody said, I'm going to do this and this person's going to hate it, but I think it's going to make it so when they go, yeah, they'll yeah, love it. Yeah. You know, and, yep, and, yep. and that, that. I don't know if the game specifically allows for that level of you, table talk. Mm, we um, role played a lot. Like we, we basically, as long yeah. as you were pretending you were roommates, like we role played. Like Jesse, whenever he wanted to pass, would be like, "I need to level up in World of Warcraft, so I'm just gonna chill in my room. <laughs> you guys figure out what you want this fucking house to look like. I don't care." And then like it was like, "Oh, while Lori's at work, I'm gonna real quick repaint the bedroom." <laughs> like you know, like I know she likes it blue, but I just hate it. So I'm just gonna while she's gone, I'm just gonna real quick do that. So when she comes home, just don't tell her it was me. Like yeah. you know, it's so like you can. I mean, you can. I think it's like any game with hidden information and strict rules about table talk. The more the f more, uh, I don't know, outgoing, not outgoing, but like the more uh, into it people are and mm. willing to like play. It's like Spyfall. Yeah. People don't like Spyfall if they're not good at being funny or right. saying words out loud. If you're not good at speaking and you get you get shy or you get tense, Spyfall may not be a good game for you because you don't know how to ask the questions that you need to ask, you know? Yeah. What, um, what are the player? There's obviously the two-player campaign things. It's two to four players. Two to four, okay. It looked like it was, yeah, but it was two to it four players. It looked like four was kind of the ideal. Yeah, uh, I want to try it for the camp. That's one of the reasons I decided yeah. I wanted to get it is because, like, we could play a two-player campaign. Two-player campaign. Over multiple days, it's like a five-day game. Yeah, it I looks, it's, it, I mean, if there's that many, it looks like you're playing, like, up to, I mean, it looked like Game twelve was written on oh, okay. the thing, so yeah. I mean, similar to Charterstone is what it what it yeah, made me think yeah, of. Sure, but yeah, so that was the old. Otherwise, we played everything together. So, so I, I really did loved you play? That. Did you play Phantom Inc? No. Okay, I played Phantom Inc, which is um, it's it's kind of like a combination of Code Names and Mysterium. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, in that you've got two players who are the ghosts. Oh, that and, sounds uh, really and, and then two teams that are the mediums. Okay. And you're trying to guess a word. Okay. Um, so each ghost is trying to get you to do the same word. And you get cards that ask questions. So the question could be, um, what kind of accident might this object cause? Hmm. Um, and the ghost communicates you to you through spirit writing. So they write down a letter mm -hmm. at a time. Okay. And at any point you can tell the ghost to stop. So the goal is to figure out what word the ghost is telling you before the other team can figure out what uh, word the ghost is telling you. Okay. Does each team have their own ghost? Each team has their own ghost and each team has their own questions and the other team doesn't know what question is being asked. How so do you know? They oh, just see the answer. So you just pass the card? You see? pass the card to the ghost. And the ghost reads the card. And, and you then pass writes? the card, the ghost two cards, and they only answer one question. So okay. everybody gets to see which question isn't answered, which can sometimes be a clue as to what the object is not. Because mm, that sounds fun. You know, if the question is, uh, what habitat does this thing, is this thing found in? And they don't answer that. Well... Maybe isn't something living, or it doesn't really uh, have a habitat. Like yeah. it doesn't have a it doesn't have a regular place, right? right? Like because yeah. even if it, even if it was car, I would say garage. You know, like if you wanted to say like what habitat does this thing have? Like yeah. you could right. Like, you could you, you could, could say yeah drawer if it's silverware, right? Yeah, like you, there's things you, you could, could finesse do. it if you wanted. Yeah, yeah. We had we had one game we played where the first question we asked was what room in the house could it be found? Yeah, and the answer was closet. Okay. Um, was it a coat? 
Uh, no. What happened was because of other answers that we were getting on both sides, yeah. I was pretty sure the answer was water because water closet. Oh, where, interesting. Where it's like the question didn't really fit the answer. Yeah, but, I don't know why they wouldn't have said bathroom, but I suppose maybe they were worried the other team would have gotten it too quickly. Right, or sure, something like that. Sure. But it turns out it wasn't water, so I was wrong. <laughs> it wasn't. Uh, it remember. was actually snorkel. Um, I guess. <clears throat> which, yeah. <laughs> which does... But there, were other, there were other words that were leading me to water. Sure. Uh, or, yeah. or, or, I can see why, because it's yeah. snorkel. Yeah. Yeah. Because then we, were at, we, we, we asked, what accident or, or um, mishap could this cause? And the word was drown. Um, ah, sure. But for instance, for with drown, we only needed the first three letters, D-R-O. Yeah. The other team doesn't know what the question is, and there are a lot of words that start with D-R-O. Mm -hmm. So they never figured yeah. out that the word was drown. I like it. I Whereas like it. they got a word where I don't even know what the question they asked, but the word what they were getting was Caribbean. Mm. And at Caribbean sure. tied into water. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it also tied into snorkel. Sure. Um, and the questions are all pre-written on cards? Uh, yes. Hmm. So you, you, your team gets seven cards. You pick two questions that you hand in, and then you draw two more. Okay. So there are some times where you get a question that you're like, yeah, this is never going to tell me anything yeah, that I need yeah. to know, and you yeah. never use it. But uh, there's also a mechanic. The further you get in the game, uh, you can... Yet on certain turns, you can have a letter revealed on any answer that you see. Mm -hmm. So if you're like, huh, I think that first word is soup, but it's only S-O-U. Give me one more letter. So you can do it for your opponent's words or for mm -hmm. your words. And okay. because everybody's working on the same word... If you can figure out what your opponent's words are, mm -hmm. that can help you guess yeah, yeah. guess the word. That sounds fun. Yeah. And that sounds also, fun. Like that. Yeah. yeah. And, and the guess is also played. So in, for a turn, you can ask a question or you can guess. Okay. And guessing the word, you basically do it at a letter at the time, the same yeah, way as yeah. the ghost. So the ghost, if you guess a right letter, the ghost knocks. And and if you get if you get the whole thing right, then hooray. Otherwise, the ghost doesn't knock and you're like, shit, I wasted a turn. Yeah. That's cool, um, though. So, I like it. I uh, uh, Molly and I played a, a game of we were just at, at one point yesterday we were I was just looking through at things that had cute art that I'd never heard of kind of mm -hmm. and so we played a game called Here to Slay, oh. which is um, it's a tea turtle game like the T-shirt company. Oh the, yeah, that's the, yeah the super cute animal. Oh sure, yeah. That's why that's them. Like yeah, you see you see them all, if you're a nerd like you probably are listening to this. You probably, <laughs> I guarantee you've seen yeah. these T-shirts the, advertised. The style is very familiar to me. Yeah. The cute yeah. animals, but um, so you have a hero that has an ability, or a, a leader that has an ability, and there are basically six classes of of heroes. There's um, bards, rangers, fighters. Uh, wizards, thieves, and guardians. Yep, yep. And so all uh, all the bards are squirrels. All the rangers are foxes. All the fighters are, are bears. All the thieves are cats. Yep. All the guardians are unicorns. Yep, yep. I think I got them all. The wizards are rabbits. Yes, and the wizards are rabbits. Yep. yep. And so... Um, the way you win is by killing and defeating three monsters or by having one of every class represented in your party. In your party. And it is directly competitive. 
Uh, it kind of reminds me of Munchkin in that way, where lots of people are like, and then I'll play this card, which should win me the game, or I'll, I'll roll these dice, and if I beat this monster, that's my third monster, and I win. And all of a sudden, everyone else is like, pulling out their modifier cards that are like, oh, minus two, oh, or minus one. Challenge, oh. I challenge that. We have yep. to have a roll off and you don't get to play the card if I win. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. God damn it. Yeah, and a so, lot of griefing, a lot yeah. of griefing. Yeah. And then all Stealing your... each other's heroes yeah. and like, uh, yeah, and, uh, discarding and destroying. And then I, you know, stuff you could equip on your heroes. There's one use instant magic spells and uh, all the heroes have abilities that get triggered when you buy them, but then as one of your three actions, you can also try to trigger, use one of their abilities, but they all require a die roll. So it'll be like, on a 10 plus, this will activate. You very, there's very few things you just get to do. Right. Like, most things require you to roll dice to see if yeah. you get to do it or not. And, um, I, I mean, I think it's super adorable. It's like 20 bucks for a pretty solid game yeah. that looked like it had three expansions that I saw online. One was uh, Barbarians and Necromancers. One was Warriors and Druids. Mm -hmm. And one was Here, Here to Slay, S-L-E-I-G-H. Which Christmas appears to be the holiday version. It appears to be a, a Christmas yeah. themed <laughs> Which, uh, expansion or version and, of the and game. I seriously cannot stress enough how cute the art is and how how great the graphic design is. Uh, it is a very clean, modern graphic design. Very very legible font. Uh, very, really, uh, really, cool. really cute and pretty. Uh, if you like cute things at all, and I think it's a, I think it's a game that would be pretty easy for uh, honestly, like ten and up could learn it pretty easily. I, I think that's maybe accurate. younger, maybe younger if your kid is really like into is really good at strategy games because it is a strategy game, uh, and it is also directly competitive. So maybe I wouldn't recommend it playing it with kids because. Uh, you know, either you're going to be just like letting the kid win or you're going to be like griefing a child, which always doesn't doesn't always feel great. Depends on the child. <laughs> yeah, yes. right. Like no one's ever like, oh, yeah. Well, fuck you, Isabella. You don't get to do your turn. Like, I feel like you could kind of haphazardly luck your way into a win, too. Oh, yeah. It's got like, that Mario Party like, feel. A little bit where like if a person just managed to have good die rolls, they could win by not necessarily making the best decisions, but by being lucky yeah, yeah. and getting the right cards but, and like, stuff. I never drew a bard. The entire game, I oh, never yeah. drew a bard. So there was no way I was going to get the, the 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 win condition of everybody in the party. Yeah, uh, I would have had to try to steal someone's bard, and I just my dice luck is never yeah. good. So I was when just biffing everything. Our, our one of our opponent uh, Hudson, who we're playing with, she killed a monster that made it so that we couldn't destroy any of her heroes. heroes, and so all she had to do was like we could. Our only option was to find a card that would let us steal a hero, which is different than destroying. Right. Yeah. But otherwise, all she had to do was get all all the heroes of each one from each yeah. class, and yeah. she would win. And that's that is all. That she doesn't even know she won with oh, the monsters. She won by doing monsters yeah. anyway. Because I kept I had I had lots of steel cards, so I kept trying to steal her heroes, and I managed to steal the one that mattered, and then yeah. she got the monster. Yeah, it was it was great. Yeah. It's, it was super fun. Sounds like a good you, game. You could sneak your way into a win yeah. too, like by just having the right cards in your hand. Uh, we also played a game with a friend of the, I think Kelvin's been on the show, right? Yeah, yeah. Friend yeah. of the show, cool. Kelvin Hatley. He came over and he was like, uh, so uh, uh, there's a game that I really want to play with you guys, with people this, this weekend. Will you play with me? And I was like, what is it? And he just pulls out this little deck of cards oh, that I just, played says, this one too. just says poop. 
Oh no, never mind. Sorry. It's, it's a, not poop. it's a, it's just a game of poop, and the game is literally, uh, it is a, it is a, a competitive game. Uh, you have a toilet card that's open. Each toilet has a clog number on it. When you reach the clog number, you have clogged the toilet. Uh, otherwise, it plays like Uno. There are three colors of poop. There's yellow, red, and blue. Uh, the poops are in size from one to four. Uh, so if the if the toilet's got a 10 clog and Nick plays a four and I play a two and then Kelvin plays a four, he would clog the toilet. Clog. So he has to take all those poop cards into his hand. We get a new toilet. The object of the game is to get rid of all your cards, just like Uno. Uh, there are skip cards. There are action cards where if you play an action card for the rest of that round of the, with that with that toilet, you have to do the action. Like the lean, action. lean and make a fart noise. The actions are all zero. So they're all you know, really safe and good for you to play and get rid of because there's no risk of clogging the toilet. Yeah. But you do have to then for the rest of the game... As uh, long as to that toilet's up. Grunt or... Hold your, hold nose. your nose. from the smell. <laughs> or, Make a fart noise. Yeah. Do, a, do, the, do the sneaky lean. Uh, and if you That's forget... Uh, Somebody can make you draw a card, like you know, as a like me, like you draw a card. And yeah, the uh, and if you do, if three color of the same color ever happen in a row, the toilet is flush. That's a flush. And all the cards that are on the toilet disappear. The same toilet remains, yeah. and you keep playing. That way, there's no risk of clogging the toilet because you just flushed. Yes. Which really you should have been doing anyway. I mean, I really, mean, really, yeah, everyone knows you should. If flush you're it. gonna dump eight points worth of shit, you should be you flushing. You should be yeah. courtesy uh, flush. For really a dumb important. little card game, and then they have all these different variant rules. You know that oh, they yeah. that they, they, they have drinking play. game rules. They have a drinking game rule. <laughs> they have a uh, yeah. It's it's they have a, a version that's basically Egyptian rat screw. Yeah. You know, like it's super funny. So. Uh, Kevin's such a sucker for poop jokes. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, well, what was really funny is we also played that with Hudson, and she was just like, she's like, her face, she just keeps, she's just like, I just fucking hate it. It was just, it's just so gross. It's so <laughs> gross. And it was just, it was great. What did you play with Kelvin? Uh, it, was a, it was a, it was a, it was a, I forget the name of the game, but it was just, it was, it wasn't really a game, but it was like a series of cards with, with difficult moral questions. Moral questions. Yeah. Oh, like, I, we didn't play the moral like, questions. Or, I, I mean, nothing this, but it was like, like, it was a question like, uh, you are, you, you are spirited away by the government to a space shuttle. Uh, the, the, a meteor is about to strike the Earth, and you receive this message from the government, and they they take you away to a space shuttle, and you look around and you realize, wow, that's that's Prince and that's Oprah Winfrey, and it's like everybody on this space shuttle is somebody famous or a brilliant scientist. Okay. And I'm just this Yahoo. I'm pretty sure they got it wrong. Okay. And so the question is, do you tell them? Or not? Is Nick there? Uh, no. <laughs> then no, I tell them I would like to go back to Earth, please. Yeah. <laughs> I was no like, thanks. I was like, uh, I was like, no. I'm about to go on into space. That sounds cool. A space shuttle uh, full of celebrities sounds like hell on Earth to me. Like oh genuinely, like they, they wouldn't be. They wouldn't be there for long. Be <laughs> a meteor strikes, then you're going back to Earth to, well, to I mean, I save guess. the remainder of the I human race. I guess we are. Yeah, that's but, ridiculous. Uh, so anyway, yeah. it's just a series of questions I like, like that. Yeah. I like yeah. that. What's it called? Do you remember? I don't remember, okay. uh, but it was it was just something that Kelvin was like, "Oh, you'd like this." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. It sounds like a fun party game. Yeah, like, yeah. We we played another kind of fun party game with Kelvin. Yeah. Called uh, Brain Fart, <laughs> and they're just cards. Farts with, and poop. What's I know. Weekend, I know. You do yeah. this weekend. Yeah. So they're just cards that have like 
five questions on Yes or no questions. And there's like a, uh, there's two sides, so there's ten questions per card. And yes, they're all yes or no questions, but the goal is you have to answer with the wrong answer. So if I say, is ice cold? You would I say, have to say no. You say no. Here's and we tried to do them as fast as you can. And we were so, we did a thirty second timer. You could do longer if you wanted. But I think the most anyone ever got was eleven questions right in thirty seconds. And that so was they, and they do. were short questions. So, so it really depends on how long the question. I have is. one of the cards here, Tim. So just answer as fast as you can with the wrong answer. Right. Wrong answer. All right. Is earwax sold in stores next to hair wax? Yes. Can a person polish a car? No. Can you have a two-way conversation with a dog? No. Damn it. That's, yeah, see? Yeah. Right? It's tricky. And yeah. that's about, usually three or four was where I would fuck it up, too. Because yeah. for some reason, my brain would just be like, like, I would start to reverse it, and like my brain would be like, you're reversing this. Let me help you. Yeah. I'll reverse it again for you. And yeah, it was, it was really, it's really it, fun. It really, uh, it's, it, Kind of reminds me of like improv autopilot, like if you're playing like uh, questions or zip zap or, or, or zip zap zap yeah, or whatever, yeah. like the improv games where you need to like kind of get yourself set into a mode and then it kind of becomes automatic. Put your mind in spinning leaf and yeah, just like, yes, and yeah, just very, like let it flow much. through you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Once once I could like obtain that state, it was it was much easier to to get going on it. But still, you'd get tripped up. Uh huh. Like is is yeah. And I wasn't sneaky. even I wasn't even I felt like you need to just pause for a minute and let yourself because you're going to do better if you don't just try and. Rapid, right. rapid fire through it, but, but if it's you don't, like, if you don't rapid fire, you're not gonna get as many points. But you so. don't get as many points if you fuck it up. After it's three. true. It's so, true. Because yeah. I assume as soon as you fuck it up, you're you're that's done. Yeah, yeah. That's and done. we, I mean, there were times <clears throat> where uh, both Hudson and I and and Kelvin, Nick. I don't think Nick ever did on the first one, but the rest of us on the very first question, it would be like, yes, fuck, like <laughs> it's like, dang it. Well, then there's some weird ones. There was one that was like, uh, are cops allowed to have friends? <laughs> and I was like, there's no correct answer to and that. I know, and I was like, well, that's. There was another one too that we really didn't like. I just, po I will point out that I want to actually write to them about because it was, uh, can men get their period? And I'm like, well, uh, actually, let's. We should not. That's not. No. So we just decided if the question, if you look at the question and you're like, this is like not a good question for because you know because they're they're not thinking about something right. social justice wise like they, like if you say like like you wouldn't want to say is a cop a hero because obviously what they're thinking is the answer should be yes therefore no but actually i'm going to say yes meaning no yeah <laughs> your answer is correct and yeah. sometimes they're throwing questions out that were like a bit a little bit of mathematics oh yeah like does a billionaire have a thousand millions Yes. Right. Yes. yes. So you would yes. say no. You would say no because well, no, the answer is I, yes. I, I thought it was no. Anyway. A thousand millions is a billion. <clears throat> I thought it Anyway. I know. Yeah. But so, so, yeah. Or like, is it, one plus one plus eight plus two? And, like, and then they give a number and you're like, uh, what? Uh. It's, and it's it makes it extra tricky where you're thinking of all these somewhat logical questions that make sense. Then you get questions that make no sense whatsoever. Yeah. And then suddenly you get a fucking math problem. Yeah. Like yeah. they really try to trip you up. It was, it was yeah. really fun. It was really fun. Uh, we played another tea turtle game that was called uh, Wrong Party. Was that tea turtle as well? It was. Uh, it, it was. It's actually technically it's called Unstable Games. It's the tea turtle game uh. company. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Wrong Party is a game where uh, you are you are attending. A, there is a party. We're throwing a party and there's a party theme. And the party theme is a color 
And then the, there is a series of uh, what the party entails, likes and dislikes. So maybe it's a masquerade ball. So it likes you know, the, the midnight symbol, the drink symbol, and the conversation symbol, and it dislikes fighting, right? And so then you've got all your drafting, it's a drafting game, so you're, you deal your cards, you pick one to, put in, to play down face down, and another to discard, and then you hand your cards over to your other person, then you draw two. And you keep doing that until you're down to no cards. Uh, and basically you are putting five party guests in a row face down and then you are going to reveal them one at a time around the table in a row and doing what the actions are. Sometimes there's actions, sometimes it's just a cute guest. They have really silly really silly things uh, uh alien in disguise uh, you know like an alien wearing like a sock puppet costume <laughs> and like your crush who is like an emo penguin yeah, yeah goth kid it was like a porcupine with like earrings and like uh, eye, eye makeup the strange and... stepbrother is party guest family friendly and it's like an axolotl uh, but they all have uh likes and dislikes as well and they all have a theme as well so like our color so like Blue is political, red is uh, raiding, Raid. yellow is uh, family-friendly, family uh, and so they, they, they do, a, blue is costume. Purple's costume. Purple is costume. Blue is political. Right. So they, they, you get extra points if you match the color of the party theme, you get extra points if you match the likes, you get dinged if you match the dislikes. Uh, there's ways that they can chain together. If you have one of every color, you get a bonus. If you have three of one color, you know, so there's different ways to score, kind of like Sushi Go. Yeah. Uh, in that way, yeah. and it's but it's super cute and fun. It plays so fast. You just play three rounds, so it's like I mean, ultimately with the two players, it was like a twenty-minute game. Yeah, uh, but you can play. So, I and think that it's was a, our first time playing. Yeah, I think it's a two to five. Like it was, it was another cute little fun game. I think it'd be easy with kids. Oh yeah, uh, definitely a good game for it's, kids. It's co colors and symbols. Yep. It's matching. You could accidentally squeak a win. Yeah, I, I think if you were if you were just you know lucky yeah. in what you picked. I think it'd be a really good game to teach to get your kids into strategy gaming mm, or sure. not even your kids if you have a friend who you want to uh, have them advance from the telestrations games of the world and into more strategy games yeah. this is a good way to teach somebody what drafting is to teach somebody about strategy and to teach somebody about uh, you know paying attention to building you know you're basically building a little deck to somebody right, yeah yeah it's and and Again, the art is that super cute animal style. Super cute. Very adorable. Very, you know, funny very little. Very funny. It does yeah. remind me of Munchkin. That art yeah. in that yeah. same way. It's, yeah. I, I like the art style, but I don't. I I love John Cavallo. He's a great dude. But like the art style for Munchkin is I is I I don't find it super cute the way I do the, the right. animal stuff because I'm a sucker for cute animals and clothes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I, the only other game that I played that I'll mention. Is uh, in terms of really good art. Um, I played a game called Namiji. Okay. Which, uh, if you played Takedo, I, I think I've mm. talked about Takedo. Oh, yeah, I love Takedo. Takedo is a great game about uh, basically having a nice walk. Having in Japan. the best relaxing vacation. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Namiji is from the same people that created. Is that Takedo. the big box like this big? Yeah, like it was a big... really big box. It was clearly a Kickstarter box. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it looked like they had a Kickstarter version of Takedo as well. Oh, okay. Um, so. And basically, instead of going on a really nice walk, you were going on a really nice fishing trip through oh. through the Sea of Japan. Ah, oh, um, fun. It is virtually the same game in the sense that the movement uh, mechanic is exactly the same. Whoever's in the last spot moves first. Mm -hmm. um, and you just move across, and you can move as many spaces as you want. But, of course, the more spaces you leave between you and the rest of the group, 
the more the the group behind you can move mm -hmm. before you have another chance to do something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and then you know, diff each stop along the way gives you a different different action that you can perform. Sure. Usually, sure. those actions are going to earn you a certain number of points. Sometimes they're going to earn you a card that will give you victory conditions for the end of the game. Okay. Sometimes you go fishing and you. So like your victory conditions can change during the game as you go. Yeah. I like that. I like can, games like that. You can add victory conditions. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, they've got you've got like a, a fishing net where you're catching fish, and if you can if you can line them up on the grid so they're either the same fish or the same color, mm -hmm. you can earn points that way. Uh, you can go into your crustacean trap and try and catch <laughs> shrimp, but if you catch two crabs, then you are then you lose all the points that you would have gained. Pinch, 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 yeah, pinch, no pinch. good. The crabs, crabs, will, the crabs will steal. They'll cut you yeah. your They steal. Oh, oh they snip your net. The I love crabs it. They'll snip your net. And then uh, there's um, also, there's like a whirlpool that you need to release paper boats into. <laughs> and you start with four paper boats, and it's a minus 15. And the more boats you release the less points you lose. Okay. Uh, so okay. you're trying really hard to release all your boats before you get all the way back to port. That's so silly. Um, what a cute, silly game. So it is, I mean, if you played Takedo, this game is Takedo with slightly different mechanics. Takedo boats. Takedo boats. <laughs> boat Kaido. Yeah, that's what we called it. We yeah. called it, we called it Boat Kaido. Boat Kaido, absolutely. Uh, but the art, liked, it's the same art as Takedo. It's beautiful. Yeah. The Kickstarter and edition actually came with a book about the art. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that. But the game's, the game's called Namiji. Um, and uh, there is an expansion, it's, which we didn't play because it was our first time playing it. Namiji. N-A-M-I-J-I, I believe. Namiji. 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 J-A-I would be Jai. Namiji. Namiji. There you go. I... Uh, yeah, that's super cool. I yeah. I really like Takedo uh, because the, the, I think the first time I played that was here at OmegaCon, probably yeah. ten years ago, maybe like when it, it was, was it new. was a, it was a game of the year. There's yeah. like also always at OmegaCon. There's like a game that everyone's like, oh my god, you got to try this. Mm -hmm. And Takedo was a, one of those games. I think uh, Phantom Inc is kind of that game. That yeah, well, I saw a lot of people playing, and I, I mean I've, I've played this a bunch, but not here at OmegaCon. But I saw a bunch of people playing Isle of Cats. Isle of Cats, which is a yeah. fan very fun game. If, I, if just as an honorable mention, I didn't play it to this weekend, but gen, genuinely love that game. It's really fun placement. Nick saw a similar game that we didn't play yet. That was a pallet stacking game, a cooperative yeah. pallet stack where you're, oh, yeah. you're trying to like stack a warehouse full of pallets in a way that that matches like your de your designations. It, look, it's cooperative, and you play with one player even. Yeah, and it yeah, logic eye. puzzle. It, it is Namiji, N A M I J I. I saw okay. I saw another game that I really want to look at that was uh, uh, called like I think it was like Criminal Cats or something. It was I like didn't see that. cat crimes. It was you did. It was the logic. It, it was like a, you picked it up and I was like that's supposed to be like a logic puzzle that you're solving to determine which cat did the crime based on like the oh, information yeah, yeah, you find yeah. out. I want to look at that one. I that, it just it looked super funny. Cat crimes. The idea of it being like. Who knocked over this plant? Mittens, you know, like, piece could, of shit. Was it mittens? Was it whiskers? Was it snowball? Like, like, all the cats are like, it wasn't me. I didn't, right? I didn't yeah. knock over Who could have done this? Was, Who could have done was this? Over, I was over sunning myself. There's a dog the in the corner itself. with its ears back, just like flumping its tail. Like, I don't know. It wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it was a good good weekend for it games. Was. Was, was there, good were there any other games that... You know, no. That's it. That's yeah. everything we played. Um, 
We spent a lot of time in the room, you know, doing mass breaks, basically. Some, yeah. Oh, we did a lot of crafting. Yeah, we did some arts and crafts. Yeah, Nick, Nick's I, uh, making a vest. I had a new vest that I sewed a, a No Gods, No Masters patch on the back across the shoulders. Oh, I saw that. And, and then, then I And then I had a bunch of, um, like, quarter-inch round studs that I was putting on across the shoulders with the pliers as a kind of a... I had more patches to put on, and I just didn't get to it, and also I... The flosses that I brought kind of ran out for sewing. Uh, mm. I I made a, I used the last scraps of one of my felt needle felt kits and made a a tiny little pumpkin spice colored cat for a friend of the show Claire Alexander because it was her 40th birthday this yeah. past spring. So we all did some fun. But she loves pumpkin spice, so we did a bunch of pumpkin spice stuff for her. So I gave her a little cat. His name was Scraps. <laughs> he was very cute. She got a, a pumpkin spice sash. Yeah, like so a, like a beauty Carly, queen. Carly made her uh, a big sash, and they put like pumpkin spice princess on it or whatever. It was. Yeah. It looked great. It looked yeah, great. Yeah, it was super fun time this year. It was a little. It was kind of weird because. Uh, Eric Knight wasn't here, uh, and He's so got a lot COVID. of and a lot of yeah. people like 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 Stomberg's weren't here, and a lot of other people that I tend to see here weren't here, and so like some of the things that feel like we always do them right, like you know we didn't do the snooty reception because of COVID, yeah. we're not doing you know there's no just, salad bowl, no salad bowl because there wasn't Eric. It was still it was great, but it's just it's always weird when things when there there's so much tradition. It, it and is it, it is a very very traditional con. It's got its yeah. things that happen. Yeah, and uh, a lot of those things didn't happen. We nerds are people that like ritual yeah. and and, yeah, uh, and it, it's, it's something that I think everyone you know likes to do but uh, there's it, it's been great I'm very I, I had a really great time I'm looking forward yeah. to uh, and now starting on Tuesday where our basement ceiling is getting demoed so we have to drive home and cover every single thing oh in our basement gosh. with plastic what, um, <laughs> what, what are the two games that you're like in the cart Molly. Oh, I put uh, the the two uh, uh, the two unstable games. I put the, the the two tea turtle games in the cart. Oh, both. Uh, oh, I, I wasn't part. sure because I wanted to ask you which one you wanted and put the other one on a list. But I do want to buy decorum. I like here to slay. Yeah. I think is the one a, I, I would twenty bucks. What's basically yeah. on that? Basically, what I do is I I buy a couple that I want to play right away, and I I put the other ones on my wish list for for holidays yeah. and gift giving, as a like. No. I would love this because we did play another game. What did we play? We played open relationships. Oh, the Venn we diagram. did. I uh, we all played that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the company that did uh, Ransom Notes and uh, a bunch of other like kickstarted party games that have all been a really good track record. Their latest game is called Open Relationships. It is a Venn diagram game where you're putting down four different category cards, and then you have cards that you write on to fill in the blanks that you put in between them all to kind of. And then you you vote on each category and, and pick winners and assign points apples to apples style. So it'll be like, you know, what falls on the Venn diagram between gym teachers and toast, you know, mm -hmm. and, and uh, like they both have a mysterious crust or you know, whatever, <laughs> you know, whatever it is you're going to put on there. And uh, it was fun. I think it was easier for people to be funny with this game than it was for like Ransom Notes or Charty Party, uh, other or, or even Puns of Anarchy, other games of that company's. Um, but it's it was just fun. Like yeah. I, I wasn't as enthusiastic about it as I thought yeah, it's I would like, be. It's a it's a it's a quick play, but you know I I would find that like maybe fifteen minutes, and I'm like yeah, yeah. That, that's good. I, yeah, I, I'm I'm good with how much I've played it now. If, if um, we were waiting on friends to finish a game sure. so that we could all play something together, 
we could sit down and, and throw down a, yeah. a little bit of, of the Venn diagram game, play for a few minutes, and then yeah. we could all play another game together. Yeah, of those games, I think I've probably enjoyed Ransom Notes the best. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like Ransom Notes a lot. Ransom's because it's the, just so weird. And yeah. 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 Ransom Notes is the magnetic poetry one we talked yeah. about last year. But yeah. one of the tricks with that is it takes forever to set up, and uh, it doesn't work if you play it with people who don't, who need too much time to consider things like because you'll just be sitting there and it's like either we're putting a timer on it and then people are like oh i just didn't write anything or we are sitting there for 10 fucking minutes at a I time well, while yeah. somebody uh, agonizes over every possible choice and it's like it doesn't and that yeah. yeah i and sometimes there i don't know i have to play those kinds of games with very certain personalities i don't like when somebody uh, is too invested in their answers and gets their feelings hurt if their answer isn't getting chosen. Yeah. I yeah. can't play with people who or, are like, I thought mine was great though. Mine was pretty yeah. great though. And it's like, yeah, man, I just didn't get picked. I, Let's keep going. The, the other thing with those games is are the people that are like, ah, oh, mine's just not funny. Like, oh, I'm, I just can't be funny. I'm not funny. I'm not funny. It's I'm like, funny. I, nobody cares. Just put down something yeah, interesting. Yeah. Put down something but sweet or heartfelt or mean. Or... Sometimes the funny answer doesn't win. It, exactly. Yeah, right, yeah. Exactly. Especially with ransom notes. Yeah. The magnetic poetry. I don't yeah, think it needs yeah, to be yeah. funny at all. So yeah. anyway, that's yeah. uh, that's been a mega con. We uh, we don't have five questions. We no, still we don't, don't have, have any. We, have we still don't answers. have five answers. So, so uh, and and you know you may not know that we don't have five answers because I don't know that even the episode telling people we don't have five answers is going. That's up all right. Here. We'll see. And it's all right. We'll uh, we'll just we'll just live without five answers. You got to hear about more board games. <laughs> uh, if you uh, if you are interested in board games, tell us what board games you're playing lately. Yeah. Um, if you are local and you've listened to this podcast, you've been like, is it MegaCon for me? It's super chill. Um, getting a room can be a challenge, but there is yeah. another hotel locally where there are rooms available. I would say it's not even a challenge. There are not rooms available yeah. in the hotel at this point. You you kind of have to be legacy in pretty right. much. But but rooms open up every year. Yeah. So you yeah. just gotta you gotta wait your turn. But I think it's super welcoming. People are always willing to welcome new people into playing games. Agreed. Uh, so you know just uh, just come and check it out. Yeah. I saw absolutely. the uh, the made little laminated looking for game flags to, so that you can sit down with a game at a table and set up one of those looking for game and it's that was just my an, idea it's just an idea. open yeah. invitation I saw your son yep. using that a couple times yeah. where yep. it's just like I want to play this game and I don't have anyone to play with. Oh, the other thing we should note in case this is the first OmegaCon episode you've listened to, OmegaCon is a 21 and up con that exclusively. You have to be 21 years old to be here. The only exception is if uh, you have a literal infant. Babe in uh, arms. Babe in arms. Like, if they are they crawling, if they are crawling, they are done. Yep. It has to be like, um, like newborn infant practically, but that's a, you, I, I doubt that's going to be an issue, but it's because yeah. it's there is a good amount of drinking culture at OmegaCon, uh, alcohol drinking culture, and as a result, we don't ever have to worry. You never have to yeah. be like, should that person have a beer? Because everyone's 21. It yeah. makes it really nice. And that rule is absolute. Pat is yep. Pat is the exec of this convention, and our son Alex could not attend yep. until he was 21. And it's, it's also... Yeah. Uh, I love it. The, the, like, this year, they required uh, the bivalent booster, and you had to have it... Uh, like a week before the convention uh, so that it could take effect. It's masks in all public spaces. Basically, anywhere that isn't your private room, you have to have a mask on at all times. And everyone is really good about it. And so honestly, like if you're worried and you're like, man, I want to get back into conventions, but I just don't feel safe, this is the safest one to check out. Yeah, and I mean, obviously 
these policies, I'm on the CONCOM, the yeah. policies are revisited every every, yeah. every convention. I don't know what they're going to be in the spring, although I would be surprised if the masking... Right. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the... Because vaccination is getting weird. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that requirement might right. might, might get adjusted, but I think the masking requirement's likely and, to stay. Well, and the fact that it's a smaller convention is a yes. factor as well. Yes. I mean, there, there yeah. are a lot of different things going toward making this a safer option. And honestly, it's so it's $60 for the entire, at least that's yeah. the pre-reg price. I don't know if the price ever goes up. I don't but think the price changes. It's, so it's $60 for, you know, three days, a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And yes, there's no such thing as a day pass, but if you wanted to just pay that money and drive up, it's only an hour and a half away from the Twin Cities. Yeah. So if you just wanted to drive up and see stuff and not worry about having a hotel room or whatever, like that's a legit way to, yeah. to do it. Or you can do what some people do and drive up and come in on Thursday and leave on Monday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Legit. There are totally people that do that. Yep. Awesome. This was great. So, all yeah. right. Thanks uh, so much for listening. Of course, you can send us your five questions, five questions of geekswithoutgod.com. You can support us on Patreon and listen to these episodes early, sometimes hours, sometimes weeks. You never know because we never know. We give you that good, sweet uncertainty, just like God. <laughs> Keep you down your toes. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We will be back uh, with another episode eh, probably next Tuesday. It better be Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. I would prefer a convention that doesn't have a mask requirement. Oh, so you want to play Risk all weekend. (laughs) We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We don't recognize moral authority. We don't accept divine superiority. Geeks Without God. Until next time, you can find us blogging at geekswithoutgod.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Geeks Without God. And you can even like us on Facebook. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, geeks without God. I get so fucking hot in this hotel. I just don't understand it.